welcome to Weedy. I am the creator of the brand Weed Witch, and I am here to hang out with you. <laughs> so I was just reading an article online. It's all over the internet. Gigi Hadid has been arrested in the Cayman Islands, or I should say was arrested in the Cayman Islands. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest. I thought Gigi Hadid was an actress when I started reading this article. I had no idea what she did. I just, I don't know. I just thought she was an actress. Nope, I was wrong. She's a supermodel. Um, but it says that she was going, she went to the Cayman Islands with a friend and they got her at the airport with what they label as ganja. Ganja. And utensils used for the consumption of ganja. You know, fun fact, ganja, the word ganja is Sanskrit. Wow, I can't talk. You can tell. Can you tell that I smoked? I smoked. I, the last couple of days have been really rough, but I smoked a little bit. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> So, okay, ganja is a Sanskrit word. That's where it originates from. Hold on, let me fact check that. I'm almost positive this is coming from my ancestors. Ancestors. Jesus, sorry, guys. Ganja. Uh, hold on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um, the word ganja is one of the oldest and most commonly used synonyms for cannabis. Uh, it's borrowed from Hindi Urdu. Uh, Urdu is the language of my father's side of the family, but uh, it's derived from Sanskrit. So that's my people. We use that word. So it's weird to me that they're using it in the Cayman Islands, but I don't know the the history of the Cayman Islands. So I think, you know, Indians and Jamaicans are, they cross some lines in some kind of ways, like in history. So that's probably what that is, right? Maybe. I don't know. Am I really here to deliver news? No, I'm not a news reporter. But let's get back to the supermodel, Gigi Hadid. And uh, her, her um, being arrested, you know, I have no light telling me that I'm recording. What the heck? Okay, yeah. So she was arrested. She's been released since it happened. It looks like it was like a week ago. Um, but it's all over different media outlets that she was arrested for possession in the Cayman Islands. But... The interesting part at at the bottom of this article here, this one that I'm looking at is on E! News. It, it says that her rep labor, left a response saying that Gigi Hadid has a medical license uh, for cannabis and she bought it legally in NYC with her medical license and that medical cannabis has been uh, legal in Grand Cayman since 2017. So if that's all checks out, then why was she even arrested? That doesn't make any sense. You know, somebody doesn't tell the truth or they're just trying to buffer it or something, but there's something out of alignment there. What else is going on in the cannabis? Uh, I don't even want to say news, like culture, culture. Because to me, like, yeah, there's cannabis news and that's the stuff like which I'm not saying it's not important. It's super important. But yeah, it's like the when cannabis is going to be legalized in this state and it's going to be legalized there and they just pass this for this, like all the cannabis laws. Those things are very important. And I love to see the needle moving forward. Uh, I think we're making major strides, but it's kind of boring for me. I mean, my whole brand is a brand about cool stuff that I design and sell uh, that is cannabis related. And then also the spiritual side of my business with the readings. But 
it's just I don't think it's you know fun to sit here and and just regurgitate a bunch of boring news about what's legalized what's not legalized let me leave that for the the real cannabis news podcast this is more fun and it's not all about um cannabis what's going on in cannabis you know we'll see where this goes let's see where this takes us um okay what i smoked right before i got on here guys it's been a rough couple days i'll get into it a little bit but uh i don't want to i never want to weigh anybody down with my own shit look i'm the type of person that if i went to a therapist i would be more worried about like the whole time while i'm sitting there trying to talk more worried about their well-being it just that's who i am but whatever you know sometimes you just gotta fucking vent but um so i've been playing around a lot with mixing cbd flour with thc flour uh because what was happening was i got to the point where i was consuming a lot of cannabis i mean a lot babies um <laughs> I, I can't even quantify it but it was just way way too much and I was waking up like my the my heaviest usage was at night before I would go to bed like three hours leading up to bedtime like so basically my whole evening just smoking every 15 minutes uh not smoking vaping because I don't smoke it's smoking is really hard on my throat and my respiratory system so I vape uh, flour and uh, it was just making me groggy so groggy when I wake up and so I bought a bunch of CBD flour and I've been playing around with the different strains and ratios and so right before I got on here I mixed some pink panther CBD flour with uh, a THC sativa hybrid that's called blue train wreck i mean the two probably don't complement each other as far as like flavors and all of that but as far as the way that it's making me feel like i can still think a little bit <laughs> um, i'm not completely weighed down you know because like i'm somebody who uses sativas during the days and indicas at night or i was that person and that worked for a while, but then like some of the same sativas that I used before during the day, it was starting to feel different and I was starting to feel weighed down. And, you know, even when I lowered the dosage to micro dosing, pretty much like three hits from a vape to me is micro dosing or two, two to three hits from a vape or even one hit from a vape. Uh, that's when it's flower to me is micro dosing. But I guess it's it's very different, right? Like it's interesting because I talk to like streamer friends that I have and different friends that I have in, in the cannabis world. And, uh, they tell me how they smoke, how, like what, what their choice of taking cannabis is. And it always is shocking to me. Like one person, um, who has like this history of being like a grower and like doing all he like he knows every part of the cannabis world and industry and he's been in it he's older and he was telling me that his favorite way to smoke and this shouldn't be surprising because he is an older person is old school he gets an old school bong he gets an old school pipe some flour and and that's it you know, he doesn't want any vape. He doesn't want any oils, resins, waxes. He doesn't want edibles, tinnitures, none of that. He don't even want the CBD. He just wants old school. I ain't mad at it. I remember when I was a teenager, that's how we smoked back then, back in the 90s. Uh, but things have changed a lot, and I've become personally a lot more health conscious. And I don't want to sit here and, like, say... You know, vaping cannabis, you know, flower cannabis is better than smoking flower cannabis because there's different science out on it. And I think it's it's a variable because every body is different. 
But personally, for me, whenever I like try to smoke a joint, smoke a blunt, smoke, you know, an old school pipe or bong, just regular smoking, I hate it. I hate the way it smells. I hate the way my throat feels. It gets really sore and raw. Just I, it doesn't work for me. So uh, I use one of the nicer vapes on the market and uh it works. It works. My throat doesn't get raw or sore or anything like that. The smell goes away pretty quickly. It's not very strong. Uh, I like the way it tastes. It's just a better experience for me. And uh, I've also, it's interesting because I've been coming across a lot of people that don't like cannabis. And I always ask them when they tell me that they don't use cannabis, they don't like it. I, I like to ask, I'm, you know, a curious person, you know, what, what experience have you had with it? And uh, most of the times, nine times out of 10 is something along the lines of, I used it, I took it edible, I smoked it, and I got way too fucked up. I didn't like the way it made me feel. Something bad happened. And it's, I always, always want to tell people, like, if you're trying cannabis for the first time, or it's just not something you do very often, you want to microdose. You want to take the lowest dosage and divide that by two or three and only take, you know, a quarter of, of whatever the dosage is. And if you don't feel anything and it doesn't work, that's okay. It's better that you have underdose yourself and not feel any positive effects than overdose yourself, especially if you're taking an edible. If you overdose on an edible, you're going to stay high for a very long time. And it's very easy to overdose on an edible because a lot of times they don't kick in for like an hour or two. So you got to really be careful with those edibles. I don't think personally that edibles are good for anybody that's entry level in going into cannabis. No freaking way. I don't care where you got them. I don't care if you made them yourself. Even worse, if you made them yourself, his chances are you put too much in. Uh... And it's just not, I think the best way to go for somebody who is new to cannabis uh, is maybe, I, I don't want to say start with CBD. It depends on your, your reason for using cannabis, your needs, right? Uh, but if you're going to go straight to THC, don't do concentrates, waxes, resins, way too strong. It's in the word, concentrates. So, uh, start with flour, one hit. That's all you need. One hit. If after you do one hit, you don't like it, it's going to wear off between 15 to 30 minutes. Okay. You're not going to be feeling like if it, if it feels bad to you, just know it's going to wear off between 15 and 30 minutes, at least the way that you're feeling. Now, I don't know about like what your bloodstream and all that stuff, but, um, it's definitely going to be in your bloodstream. What is it? Cannabis stays in your bloodstream for like, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've even thought about this. Uh, a month? I could be wrong. I better fact check this. Hold on. I believe in responsible cannabis usage. I do. Hold on. And all that stuff that people use to get like drugs out of their system. I don't know nothing about that. How long does weed stay in your system? WebMD. They're more credible. I used to use WebMD when I worked in healthcare so much. It was a lifesaver. Um, oh, wow. Okay, urine, three to seven days. Blood, three hours to two days. Saliva, one to three days. Hair, 30 to 90 days. Oh, I thought it was in your urine for 30 days. But this is WebMD, so look. You know, use your own intuition here because you just, you don't know. I think it's so stupid, this whole thing where uh, I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, and weed is legal for medicinal and recreational use, right? And you know what Vegas is. People come here to have a good time. And so, you know, they want to make some money, honey, big time. 
and that's cool and everything but then like i hear friends that are looking for jobs and stuff and they're like cannabis users and they're like but i gotta go take a drug test and i'm like for what and they're like for everything and i'm just like i understand that in certain jobs if you're a cannabis user, I can understand very dangerous jobs that they don't even want to on the off chance that you come to work high on cannabis that that something terrible happens. You know, this would be like jobs. I'm thinking about like how they build uh, stuff, the construction people, heavy machinery, but or driving jobs. But I don't know. I just... There's so many laws that need to be changed. And again, this is like a state by state basis. But the two don't add up to me. You're going to not like not hire somebody at fucking McDonald's uh, in Las Vegas because they came back with a dirty drug test for cannabis. But they don't they don't smoke weed. They don't get high or come to work high. They do that on their own personal time. You know, and maybe from an employer's perspective, it would be like, okay, well, if they're doing it in their free time, who's to say they're not going to come to work high? You know, I just I feel like I said that twice, but I, I get it. But at the same time, you can't have these laws that, you know, we're legalizing cannabis, which is great. And then like you have other laws have to start aligning. Make it make sense. Make it fucking make sense, guys. You know, you might think I'm just a babbling fool, but some <laughs> babbling fool um, or somebody that's just high, just going on and on. But I am a gifted psychic medium. And so sometimes when I'm just like speaking nonsense, there's a lot of truth of things that are happening or are going to happen because my speech pattern does embody my abilities um, in, in a lot of ways. And I've predicted things that have happened in the future uh, in very intentional ways. So just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. I don't want to, I'm not going to get into all that stuff right now. You know, I, I'll probably talk about it here and there, but that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about free therapy for me. <laughs> No, like I said, I don't want to burden anybody, but fuck, man. You know, grief is hard. That's what I'm going to say. Grief is hard. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you know. I don't care how good you are at healing and dealing with emotions and, and hard things in life. Grief is and when I say grief, I am talking about the death of a loved one, a death of a person that you care about. It is hard. It is so tremendously hard. I have to go to a funeral and I was, I, I think the funeral is going to happen fairly quickly. I wouldn't be surprised if it's this week. I have no date yet, but I was like, I have nothing to wear because um, I've dropped some pounds and none of my black clothing fits. Well, and then I also don't have much black summer clothing because summers in Las Vegas are usually in the triple digits. So, you know, wearing black in the summer doesn't really feel too great here. So, but yeah, I was like, okay, and I ordered something on Amazon, and I'm like, the whole time I was looking at this stuff, I was miserable, because I'm just like, this shouldn't be happening. This should fucking not be happening. I can't believe I'm sitting here having, and then I was like, why am I fucking thinking about myself? What about the family of this person that died? And then I started feeling bad because I'm being selfish, just thinking about how I'm feeling, and I need to think about them. And, um, so, um, it's my, my, my partner's 
cousin's son um, died tragically the day before yesterday here in Las Vegas. He was diving off of a cliff and um, he never came back up. And thankfully, they located his body. But um, I told my partner yesterday, I'm just it's like I think the stages of grief are. And by the way, he was only 20. And I have a 21-year-old son, and I'm just, like, thinking, that mom, this is a mother's worst nightmare. This is a parent's, this is a caregiver's worst fucking nightmare. Um, so I haven't, it's interesting because this has not made the news, so not quite sure. I'm surprised it hasn't made the news. Uh, by now, but I haven't even been given all of the details of where this happened. And I'm just like, I really want to know because I want to call the county. And I want to, if it takes me putting a petition together, I don't care, like, even if it's just some signage, because I looked at the psychically, I looked at it as a medium, I talked to the boy in spirit that passed. And I kind of have a general idea, but we have um, only one real body of water in Las Vegas, which is Lake Mead. We have been in a drought for years, a very extreme drought, I might add. And so everybody that lives in Las Vegas, all the locals know that the water lines are so low. We've had so many things pop up Um you know, dead bodies and just boats and wreckage in the lake that's showing up now because the water levels are so low. Um, so, and then there's, um, this is uh, Lake Mead I'm talking about. And then uh, on the side of Lake Mead, there's Lake Las Vegas, which is a man-made lake, which... <laughs> so stupid I'm gonna I don't even want to come for Las Vegas Water District but I want to come for Las Vegas Water District and when I say come I'm not talking about in the good way look they're doing some fucked up shit we have like severe water conservation stuff going on we have lots of water rate increases and I think it was last summer when this happened uh or I've lost all track of time since the pandemic, but uh, I think it was last summer or it could have been maybe like six months ago. But basically, we have Lake Mead, which is the real lake, and then we have Lake Las Vegas, which is the artificial lake. Well, when things were really bad last summer, not to say they're not still bad, but they, the developers out at Lake Las Vegas, they were buying water from the Las Vegas Water District from Lake Mead when we were in a severe drought and we couldn't afford for them to do that. So it's just so fucked up. And the only reason why they were doing that is because Lake Las Vegas is known for its waterfront homes. And so in order to continue to sell the properties and, and whatever, they have to have water in that lake. Isn't that fucked up? I just can't. You know, when it comes to the good of the planet, people, animals, nature, that's the planet. But I just, it's so broken and everything is upside down that's supposed to be right side up. It's like, uh, what movie am I thinking of? Like, maybe like an Alice in Wonderland situation. Nothing is what it's supposed to be. It's not. And it won't be. It's not that it can't be. I just think that it's not going to happen in this container here that we're living in currently right now. Here. Um... I was telling my partner yesterday, I go, you know, I spent a lot of time lately in my life waking up or at some point in my day just reflecting on how terrible the world is and what's happened and why it's happened and just too much time, too much time in this energy and 
I don't feel like I can do a lot here. And I think a lot of people feel similar. You know, just getting up, my time, my day starts with my work. You know, so much of my day is devoted to my work. Then my family, then my health, you know. So it's like I don't have time and energy left over to save this world. And it's not my job to save the world. And you just feel like kind of helpless and you just have to find a way to exist survive thrive whatever season you're in whatever you're going through and I think you know it's set up that way that that we're so fucking tired drained just exhausted from trying to get our bills paid trying to take care of our families trying to be mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually healthy ourselves, that there's nothing left over, you know? Um, And then for those that do give, you know, there has to come a time where a line is drawn and, like, you can't always be that person. You have to give back to yourself and take care of yourself. And, oh, boy. So that's a big old tangent. But yeah, I'm trying to, I was telling my partner that I, I'm devoting too much time to thinking about this stuff and I can't, I can't do anything about it. I can only do what I'm doing and that's not enough. And so I, I kind of have created this energetic, a, a different energetic container that I think about a lot. And it's a different world. And it's a world where money doesn't exist. And I know, like, yeah, I smoked a little weed. By the way, it's wearing off. Remember, it was mixed with CBD flour, so it wasn't straight THC. So it's already wearing off. But um, this is not just fantasy land because, again, I'm a psychic medium and spiritual teacher and animal communicator. That is a lot of my work. So I go into visualization much like when I do visualization exercises and I create this world that I know and I feel deep in my soul it's either existed before or it currently exists somewhere else and it is pure love pure light pure everything it doesn't look anything like what this physical like the language the language is not even the english language doesn't even exist in this world it's all telepathic it's all clairvoyance it's all that kind of stuff and everybody just loves each other and helps each other and grows by having good experiences not like in this like on the planet earth in this physical container that we're in we usually grow a lot from our negative experiences in life that's usually what makes us stronger and i'm not saying that they're not important because i believe they are and they do hold a lot of value to them but this other container container that i am seeing that i feel like exists or existed and i'm trying to rebuild um it doesn't use trials and tribulations to grow people. It uses positive experience and love to grow people. And I believe that's possible in that kind of container. Not, I don't know about this one. Maybe a little bit to a certain extent here, but not the way that I see it over there. And um, it's just, it's so different. And um, I think one day I'm going to be there. Again, I think I've been there and I think I'm going to be there again. And I feel somewhat like an energetic architect when I'm thinking about it and looking at it and viewing it. And um, I don't know, maybe it's an ancient civilization that was very sophisticated and really embraced their abilities of clairvoyance and telepathic communication and healing each other um, by thought or touch. You know, it wasn't so um, 
what it is now. It was just so sophisticated. Like everybody operates in a higher consciousness there and in their own power and and in love and purity. And I know, I know it sounds crazy and so out there, but I don't know. It's what I feel. It's what I feel. And a lot of times my feelings are correct when they're not, when they're not out of like knee jerk reactions or anger or low vibrational stuff. My feelings are usually correct. There's some truth there. So I'm just going to keep, keep looking at it and keep seeing what I can get from that that other container i don't even want to call it this is a container here right now that was just pure pureness it, you know and it's it's definitely not what i see when i communicate with people in spirit that's another thing in itself not to say that there's not a lot of goodness there but i see people is who they are there so like say somebody had a certain personality when they died and I communicate with them uh that same personality comes through so and I'm not saying that in that other place that I'm seeing where everybody's like activated in their higher consciousness that they don't have their own personalities I just haven't seen that there really yet um because I think every soul has their own personality. I really do. I can't imagine that our personalities are not so deeply, you know, more of um, uh, our, I think our personalities are not only an effect of our circumstances and, and this life that we're currently in, but also a reflection of our soul, you know? I hear in my headphones a knocking. I don't know why I keep hearing that. It's so, I hope it's not picking it up in the recording. Okay. I wanted to look at other cannabis um, news. There's another one I wanted to talk about. I think it's really important, worth mentioning. Um, I mean, there's so much cannabis news right now. But the one that stood out to me is a kid. Okay. This is coming from San Diego, California. Um, headline is increase in cannabis poisoning in kids under five in San Diego. Now, I'm just assuming that these would be edibles. Let's take a look, especially edibles that look like kids treats. You know how they package them. Hold on. Uh, treated a young as young as eight months for cannabis poisoning she's another person said her son died as a result of cannabis psychosis cannabis psychosis how do you die from that see i'm gonna go down a rabbit hole here i just want to make sure that other parents go to the not go through the hell i went through I'm losing her four-year-old son is feeling does it even say how these kids what I'm looking for these products are unfortunately they look like everyday food that's yeah that's what I was thinking okay so that was the thing I wanted to say look guys if you got kids in the home I would say honestly let's be real teenagers kids toddlers babies from baby's age even if a baby can't even move yet, I don't care. From one day old all the way up until <laughs> my son's 21 and I feel like locking my shit up. I don't want anybody smoking my shit. No, but seriously, like from age one day old up until at least 21, you know, lock it up. Lock it up. And if, okay, let me rephrase that. If it's legalized for recreational use, you're going to lock it up from one day old to 21 years old. And then you might want to keep it locked up further because you don't want them to smoke your shit. You don't want to share. I get it. If 
you're using it for medicinal. It's legal for medicinal. You have the card. You got to lock it up all the time. Okay? Lock it up all the time. No matter what the age. You really don't want anybody smoking your shit. Because if you're using it medicinally and you really, really need it for like pain or like you got no appetite, you don't want nobody getting your shit. You, that's life right there. You need that. Lock it up always. Um... Look, some people do cannabis in places where it's illegal. I have no comment. No comment. I'm pro-cannabis. I just say be fucking responsible. Don't be stupid. Be responsible and be smart. Okay? And if you have children age one year old to 21 plus years old, lock your shit up. I was just looking on Amazon. You can literally... They sell these like, uh, what do they call them? Hold on. Let me find the name of them. Stash. I think they're like called stash bags with locks. I mean, sure, the lock is weak. But if it's like a five-year-old, you know, they're not going to be able to open that lock. I mean, I don't know how how good these locks are. I really don't. They're smell-proof bags with locks on them to store your weed, your pipe, your whatever you smoke out of. Stash bags with locks. Google it. Get yourself that and lock your shit up. Nobody can steal your shit and smoke it. Nobody can eat your shit. No children can get your shit. It's so easy. These fucking bags are like the cheap one. The cheapest one on Amazon looks like it's fucking less than $14. What's your excuse? What is your excuse? You could even get a double zipper bag and buy a lock. However, you buy a zipper lock to put on it. Maybe you might have one of those bags that has a double zipper and then just Google zipper locks and they just they you just put them on the bags they just fit right over the zippers you know and then you just have to buy the lock why not what's your excuse if you have little kids kids you need to do this okay this can save a life and you need to share this information uh if you have loved ones friends whoever that maybe have little kids like it's just becoming so common especially when we look at edibles because these edibles the packaging on a lot of them um i've seen it i've been gifted some of it and it's looks like um like name brand cookies chips ahoy cookies dorito cookies i don't know maybe i just might sell some of those stash lock bags um through my brand weed witch i don't know i don't know yet though i'm still developing the brand as of right now uh the only thing that i have available is the readings that i do psychic medium and pet communication but i'm working on some clothing and some bags when I say bags, I'm talking about like uh, the kind of reusable bag that you would take to the grocery store, uh, the kind of like bags that women use, uh, possibly even like gym bag. But these, I think, are so important. I mean, you just can't have little kids. That, like I was saying, the packaging, it just looks like regular candy. You know, I saw one um that it's you know sour patch candy and these were called stony patches but the packaging even though the the text is different the packaging looks almost identical if you're a kid you and you're used to eating those kind of candies and then you know that you'll think that that's what it is and you'll eat it and edibles are fucking strong they're strong for adults imagine a fucking kid eating a whole pack of that stuff Fuck, I take one or two of those little edibles and yeah, no, it's just not the thing. And it's so easy to prevent it. So come on, guys, let's be smart. I don't know. You know, I I was a single mom for so long and my son's older now. But I just think like if he was little, I would have like 
<laughs> I'd have one of those bags inside another one of those bags inside another one of those bags. You know, like each one would get smaller and smaller. Like he'd have to go through because <laughs> that's the kind of mom that I am. And when he was younger, I was even more so, you know. So just do it. It's just do it and not worry and not have to worry about it. And for the older kids, you might need something a bit bit more tough and harder to uh, access, which I don't know what we're talking now. Maybe safes, maybe a safe. I don't know. Whatever works for you. But it's it's so unnecessary that this is happening with these children you know getting here again oh it's the same thing san diego county children's hospital that's where it's that's who's got it in the news right now but i'm sure it's happening um and you know i know that there's worse drugs like there this is happening with like fentanyl where a lot of little kids are getting um, and fentanyl is very deadly. I mean, even for an adult, it takes a crumb of fentanyl could kill you, you know, as an adult. So imagine a child, you know, just being exposed. Like if you open up a bag that has it like that could kill you. So um, to me, that's like the super serious one. But we could really mitigate uh, kids getting their hands on cannabis unintentionally by getting these bags, locking them up, putting stuff in safes, locking it up, just locking the stuff up so the kids can't get it. I mean, it's not that hard. You can get like a storage cabinet, put a, a combination lock on it. Like there's just so many creative ways that you can lock it up so the kids can't get it. And again, why would you want to share your stuff? <laughs> I mean, we're in a recession. <laughs> we are. I don't care what the government says. They're not saying it because they don't want to give us anything, but we're in a recession. And everything is in, uh, inflated and weed is expensive. Edibles are super duper expensive. Um, CBDs even seem, CBD flowers seem kind of expensive, too. I think it's gone up. It's might have gone up. It's just everything has gone up, right? I can't even tell you like my power bill in the summer in Las Vegas. Forget about it. It is the cost of rent, renting an apartment. That's how much my power bill is. <laughs> it is what it is. So we smoke. So we smoke. What can I want to smoke right now, but I don't want any crazy sounds that are not good. I hate that when I listen to a podcast and people like their audio's really sucky or they're doing something stupid on the mic such as drinking, eating very loudly. I think like if you must take a drink or you are eating, like move away from the mic. You don't don't do it in the mic. This is not ASMR mukbang conscious nobody's conscious wake up people wake up gosh man i like the burn the way that the thc flower and the cbd flower burn together oh my god that reminds me of the peanut butter thc flower that i got i don't have any more i smoked it all but i was just thinking about it last i keep thinking about it it was so smooth that has to be the smoothest weed ever is that peanut butter strain. And you know what it reminded me of when I was a kid? There was, I wasn't, a, I didn't smoke cigarettes like I was a smoker smoker. But you know how stupid teenagers are like with cigarettes. Like I was doing that kind of thing. And I remember menthol cigarettes were like a trend where I was living um, so the Newport menthol cigarette. So I remember like the way that tasted. And so when I smoked the peanut butter strain, I don't know exactly what it's comprised of. I, I didn't really look into it, but, um, I, for some reason it wasn't a menthol taste, but there was something in the smoothness of all of it that reminded me of that. And it was good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. 
I want more. So far, I think my favorite strain, I don't want to say my favorite. It's hard for me to choose favorite things. But at the top of my list is a strain called Pink Panther. It is a sativa hybrid. Uh, I don't have all the information in front of me about it. But if you are somebody who suffers from migraines and you are somebody who likes cannabis and uses cannabis, I recommend Pink Panther because I, I can't tell you. I suffer from allergy migraines that are excruciating and debilitating. And that is the only strain, even just micro dosing, sorry for that sound, what you, what you just heard me doing is so out of habit, but um, it's all the keef that separates in my grinder. I'm trying to ca capture it before it spills everywhere. Um, but yeah, the Pink Panther, but I'm out of that too. And you know, it's like, I could sit here and I could tell you my favorite strains and how and what they helped, I felt they helped me for, but it really means nothing in the big picture because there's a low probability that you're going to come across that strain because just because of the sheer amount of strains, um, and uh, you know, I don't know what's, what season is what, like how that works and when they choose to grow what, like, yeah. So, um, but if you do, it's worth a try. I highly recommend the pink Panther strain. I am out of pink Panther, um, THC flower, but I actually got some, uh, pink Panther CBD flower. I just got it recently, so I'm still trying it out. Um, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Oh, try not to drop this. Am I the only one or does other people that use weed have it like everywhere? If you went in my couch right now in my sofa in my living room and you pulled out all the cushions you know what you would find? <laughs> I guarantee you, you're not going to find anything more than dust mites and weed. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That reminds me, I do need to go vacuum my couch. Um, like, really? But, yeah, what else do we want to talk about, Bella? My dog's always with me. I have a senior Rottweiler. And she is magical. And she is a psychic medium puppy. And you know the way that pets communicate is through telepathy. So pets that are living, I should say. And so me and her are always talking and laughing. I got mad at her today. I just think everything from yesterday is just kind of you know wearing on me I'm you like I'm in the business of death honestly and grief as a medium and so when it's other people yeah I feel bad for them yeah I could literally feel what they're feeling and their loved ones that died are feeling I get it because I'm so involved. I'm the translator for them, but they're also strangers virtually to me. But when it's my own family, my own partner's family, it just, it just is hard. It's hard. And I, I don't know if I already said it, but I think that when people die, when it's people that are young, it, no matter how they died, whatever reason, however it happened, when they're young, it just is very jarring to me because I just can't shake the feeling like they didn't even get to have enough experiences, you know. And uh, we were just talking about about how the good die young. Isn't that a song? It's like a song, right, or a lyric in a song. But I just, I keep feeling that because I'm not immune. I've had young people die in my life while I was still a young person, 
you know, I'm, I've had a lot of people die when I was a child, the most important people to me. But uh, it's just, it's hard to, to shake it, you know, 20 years old. And um, I just, all I can do is, is um, pray, send healing energy to the family, to the young man in spirit, ask spirit guides and ancestors and even angels to intervene. And I don't want to step on their toes because they have, they, they take it from when the, someone crosses over, you know, I think that there's the spirit guides really step in and, you know, there's certain people that really step in to kind of help them on the other side. So, you know, they have their job and I have mine and I don't want to step on anybody's toes or drain myself unnecessarily, but when I have a loved one that is in the process of dying, oh my God, something happens where I get drained. It is like, I, I think it's the connecting with somebody who's like in a coma or like on the way. This got dark real quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Free therapy for me. Um, yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. I can't believe like Gigi Hadid isn't. This is like the thing all over when you Google cannabis. When you Google cannabis, that is a thing. You know what I'm kind of disappointed in when it comes to the cannabis community is, and it's not their fault. It's not their fault, but I feel like there's a real lack of presence of females doing things and coming together within the cannabis uh, industry. So this would be people that are, are have different cannabis businesses, podcasts, interests, you know, not just like people that sell cannabis, but like brands like mine. I'm not selling cannabis. However, I might do something with CBD in the future. Um, but like, you know, my, my brand of what I sell is very retail. It's very, you know, apparel based and, and that's what's coming in for my brand. Now, I don't know that might change over time. I don't know where my brand's going to go, but I really like, um, you know, I'm a designer. I've been a designer since like 14 years. Um, so designing clothing with like my cool cannabis designs like I'm looking forward to doing some of that work um, and putting stuff out there that looks really cool to me that I want to wear and that I know other people are gonna like too not all this tacky like have you like google cannabis shirt t-shirt and see what comes up they all fucking look the same they're basic ass shit I don't want to wear that I'm not I would not be proud to be repping a, a black t-shirt that has a big leaf on it and looks basic as hell. Not because I don't love cannabis, but I don't fucking like the design. It's ugly. So my stuff is going to be unique and special for special people <laughs> that love cannabis. Um, and, you know, I'm open to where my brand goes and grows because in addition to the stuff I'm designing and selling, the retail portion, the apparel portion of the business. There's the reading portion of my business where I do readings for people. There's the YouTube channel where I'm doing collector readings for free for people. And then there's the podcast, which I'm not quite sure what this is going to be. I kind of like leaving it open like this and just babbling because yeah, I just like it and I have to enjoy what I'm doing. I've spent so much of my life doing work for other people and work that was never like growing my thing and doing something that makes my soul happy. And so I really, when I say that Weed Witch is a lifestyle brand, it is 100% a lifestyle brand for me because <laughs> it's all my stuff. It's my spirituality. It's my designs. It's my idea of you know, what cool fashion looks like with my designs. It's my conversations on the podcast about cannabis or going on other people's podcasts, you know, like it's 
So let's see what happens. And I hope that some people love what I put out there, whether it's something that I've designed and they bought and they wear and they love it, or it's a reading I've done, or it's the podcast, or it's the YouTube. Like, I just hope you find some kind of value in it, even if it's just entertaining or just cool or fun or whatever. Um, that's such a compliment that anybody finds value in, in another person's work. Um, so, yeah. I think that education for cannabis is really important. That's why I've already talked a little bit about, like, dosing and... and um, and locking it, locking up your cannabis uh, so the kids can't get it. So I don't know. I don't know. I want to have people on my podcast, but, you know, I'm not new to podcasting. This is like my fifth or sixth podcast. My other ones have been in like business in cooking, um, in art. So this is very different from for me. And it's I know from my previous podcast that it's not always easy to get the kind of guests that you want or like a co-host. So rather than deal with that whole thing, this is just like a solo thing for now. If I I might, you know, be having a conversation with a friend or somebody I know in cannabis and they're cool with it being, you know, uploaded to the podcast, then I might do something like that. Uh, but for the most part, this is just me. This is me, the person behind the brand Weed Witch. By the way, if you're wondering what weedy means, you have to do the right spelling, okay? The spelling for weedy is W-E-E-D-I-E, okay? And the definition... The definition, hold on, I'm Googling this so I can write it just as as I say. The definition for weedy spelt W-E-E-D-I-E from Urban Dictionary is an attractive giggling person who smokes marijuana. That would be me, weedy, okay? Now, if you spell weedy, <laughs> if you spell weedy, W-E-E-D-Y, that that. The definition of that coming from all the dictionaries is a person who is thin and physically weak. I assure you I'm not thin and I'm definitely not weak in any kind of way. So um, let's get the spelling right and the definition right. That's where the name came from, Weedy. W-E-E-D-I-E. So what do you guys, what do you want me to call you guys? I can't call you weedies because I'm weedy. You guys can, you guys want to be stonies? Like the Sour Patch, uh, they're like Sour Patch, but the weed version, and they're called stonies. Okay, you guys are going to be called stonies, and I'm weedy. Okay, and that's, that's what it's going to be from now on. And we're going to be friends. I need more friends, um, especially friends that are into cannabis in some real ways. Because I think I went on a tangent, but uh, I must be a little high still. Where I was talking about, uh, I'm a bit disappointed about the community, like, with females and cannabis. Because I'm in a couple spaces online for women in cannabis. And they really don't have much going on. And then when they do have stuff going on, it's like really and it just feels like nobody's really connecting like they have um one's a facebook group and it just i kind of get the impression like psychically when i look when i'm there that nobody really wants to help anybody they're just like oh i need to hire a person for this or i need to hire a person but like there's no real like you don't feel a sense of really wanting to help each other it, they're just there for like their own thing, their own reason. And so because of that, I feel like nobody's really connecting. Nobody's really, it's, it's bullshit. And I don't know if, you know, the cannabis people that are growers and like in that side of the industry, if it's like super competitive 
with women, but it just doesn't feel good. And I don't like what I'm seeing. And we can do a lot better. My favorite so far, the favorite. My, okay, I'm going to do like a weekly favorites of cannabis stuff, whether it's things like cannabis communities, cannabis product. Well, I don't know about products because I want to get advertisers. So I'm not going to be doing free advertisement. Okay, you guys, you advertisers, you got the big bucks. You guys are going to have to pay me. Pay up. Um, but like just things that I enjoy that I, that I feel like sharing on here. Uh, so one thing that I do enjoy is let me find the name of it because it's a it's a weekly th email that I get from them. It's called the Broccoli Report by I believe it's Broccoli Magazine. I don't there's a paid version and there's a free version. And I like the free version because I'm not somebody that's going to sit there and like read a lot of all of the stuff going on with cannabis. I read headlines. I, you know, scan things really quick for keywords. Um, that's just the way that I read stuff like this. So for me, the free version works because it's just little snippets uh, of what's of what the person. Let me see. Is her name on here? I believe Lauren. Yoshiko, I believe she's the editor. I don't know if she's the writer, editor. I don't know. But it's, it's good for me and I like it and I like that it's free. And I've went to their website and I think they put out really beautiful magazines. I think I might appreciate them more because I am like um, a, a graphic designer. Um, so I think I really appreciate the beauty of them. I think they're pure art. But they're de it's definitely worth uh, checking out Broccoli Magazine and signing up for the free Broccoli Report. Um, and I think it's like once a week. And then, again, they have the paid subscribers one. And there's a lot of uh, stuff in here for, entrep for cannabis entrepreneurs that I actually like. They have something they do called the Lonely Hearts Board or something like that. Basically, if you're if you have a cannabis business or some kind of business that caters to people, cannabis businesses, they let you put up an ad. I don't know if you if that putting up the ad is free. I think it is. I, I think it is. And they'll put it in their little newsletter. And so there's so many ads um, every week where people in the cannabis industry or that cater to the cannabis industry and their business are posting ads. So that's really, really cool. And it just feels like just so light and easy breezy and there's no like heavy stuff. And it's just like some feminine, creative, fun, informational. I just I, I really dig it. Um, so it's definitely worth checking out. Again, that is Bro the Broccoli Magazine, and this would be the Broccoli Report email that you would sign up for. Um, I like how at the top of it, it even says like time to read about five minutes and how many words it contains. Because again, I'm not somebody, I think a lot of people are like that. I'm a podcast person, so I... I'm not joking, guys. I will sit there and listen to podcasts from 8 a.m. until 11 p.m. Like I just I'm oh, I always have a podcast playing. A lot of the podcasts I listen to are comedy podcasts and informational podcasts. If there was cooler cannabis podcasts, I would love to listen to them and I would even like share them on my podcast and like I have no problem with that promoting another uh, cannabis podcast even if it was like mine you know through somebody's brand that they're building but thing is when I look for cannabis podcasts I'm just not too into them um, I've listened to maybe five of them something like a handful and they're, I don't find them entertaining. I don't find them informative. I think that a lot of them have bad audio. Um, they don't keep them up. They end up doing, they only do them for a while. Like a lot of them haven't been updated in like a year or like six months. Like if a podcast is not like a weekly podcast that they're keeping up with every week and putting out new episodes every week, I, I don't really want to listen unless I'm only there to get listen to one episode because 
there's something specific I need to get in that one episode. Um, but yeah, that's not, I just, there, there's a lot of space I would say for cannabis podcasts. And I'm not just talking about like cannabis news or cannabis business stuff. I'm talking about entertainment. Like this podcast, when I was working on, like when I came up with the idea of doing a podcast for my brand weed, Witch, I really wanted to lean into comedy because I'm somebody who consumes comedy nonstop. It is a healing tool for me. I use comedy to heal myself. And in my the spiritual side of my business and the work that I do as a psychic medium, it can be very heavy and very challenging and very dark at times. And so I... I was actually, I don't want to get into the whole story, but I've been working as a professional psychic medium, animal communicator, and spiritual teacher for over two years. And because how much it was weighing me down that that was my only work that I was doing 24-7. And some of the readings especially were like people were being murdered and I was having to locate missing children and missing bodies and things like that. It was so dark and the vibration of it was so heavy that you know, leaning into comedy uh, content was really helping. And so when I came up with the idea of Weedy for my brand, I was like, this is going to be comedy. But in order for it to be the kind of comedy I want it to be, I need to have a co-host. So I kind of looked into that. And, you know, like what I said earlier, it's just I know what what it's just a whole thing, you know, and I, it's not going to work right now. Um, but if spirit felt inclined to bring the right person to me as a co-host or guest or guests, uh, I, I would jump on it if it was the right fit for sure. You know, when you have like a comedy podcast or no, you know what, when you have any podcast, the voices of the people need to be different. I listened to a cannabis podcast where it was two females that their voices were so fucking similar. And I couldn't. I couldn't because I, I couldn't sit there and listen to it because I didn't know who was talking. I And I couldn't keep up with it. I just didn't have the attention to just sit there and keep up with it. Hold on a second.